Good evening. So glad that you are here. Thankful for those who are joining us tonight through live stream. Thank you for being a part of this time of worship as we come together to tell God how great he is. And also we come together to encourage one another to love and to good works. I'm thankful to be a part of this good church family, thankful for the good that goes on here, and thankful that you have chosen to be here. Let's go to God in prayer as we begin tonight. Our Heavenly Father, you are amazing, and we come before you tonight to pledge our devotion to you, to tell you of your greatness, and to thank you for being our shepherd. Lord, we know that there are many things going on in the world, and we have no control over, but Lord, we put our faith in you. And Lord, we pray that that is what we will do always. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Let me ask you a question tonight. Uh, how many are at peace? See, this little dude's at peace. His name's Ezekiel, okay? He is at peace right there. He is uh, without a care in the world, just just, just snoozing away. And, and I know some of y'all will be at that kind of peace in about five minutes, okay? Okay. Uh, it may take 15 for some of you. If I go 40, some of y'all will have to turn over, so I don't know if you'll be at peace then. But, but I know that that is something that we want to do, is to be at peace. But that's difficult to be because there's so much uncertainty in this world. This world is not a, a certain place. Really, the only certainty for, for many people is the uncertainty that there is in this life. Is a... It doesn't take long to, again, look at the news to realize, old movie reference, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. There's stuff going on, and you're like, what in the world is going on in this world? This past week, we had this super airliner go down, the Ethiopian Airlines, and killed a great number of people. You may not think about it unless your mom's getting on a plane today to fly somewhere like, like mine was. You think about our group that goes, went to El Salvador and back during this time. They're thinking about this as those planes go up and, and take off, the uncertainty of, uh, of what that would look like. Or maybe you think about what happened in New Zealand this week with the shooting that took place at the mosque down there. It was all over the news. We saw a lot about that and saw what was going on. You may not have seen on the news uh, about the 120 Christians who were killed in Nigeria this week. See, there's a lot of uncertainty. We think about that. Some of you uh, years ago, may, when it comes to your finances, may have had, you think about all the people that had their, their retirements and thought that they could retire at a certain time, but their money had been spent. And they didn't have that, the uncertainty that comes with money or, or maybe the, the jobs that you feel like, I'm going to have this job for a long, long time. And uncertainty comes about. I think about the people in Lee County, Alabama that suffered the tornado over the past couple of weeks. You think about the damage and the 20-some-odd people who were killed there. The uncertainty that, that is there, their, their homes are gone, lives are gone, they're planning funerals, they've attended funerals. We, we can go through, we can talk about, many of us have certainty we think in their lives until we have a health issue, and that can change in a heartbeat or maybe a lack of one. Or we think about those who, who may have lost their life. And see, there's so few things that we can be certain about. Let me ask you again, tonight, are you at peace? Are you at peace? 
I can tell you beyond the shadow of a doubt that there is some uncertainty ahead in our lives. We do not know what will happen tomorrow, but I can tell you this. You can be sure and you can be certain of who will be there tomorrow, and that is our God. He is our shepherd. He is there and he is real, and we can count on him. I want us to do what we've done each week as we've studied the 23rd Psalm. Let us go through and let us read this together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Wow. That's certain. That's what certainty looks like, to know that that shepherd is real and to know he is there. What we have talked about week by week as we have gone through this series is, is the different stressors, the different things we have that may cause us anxiety and how we look at Jesus and we look at God and we look at his provision, how he is there and he meets each of those different things that would cause us anxiety. We talked about dealing with worry and how do we deal with worry? The antidote to worry is to do what? Trust God to meet all your needs. We talked about that week one. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In other words, I shall not be in need. Why? Because he provides. The next week we talked about the pace of life. It seems the faster we go, the more stressful life becomes. And, and we talked about how difficult that is with so many things moving so quickly. Well, how do we deal with that? Well, we follow God's instruction on rest. Realize that rest is important, and we are to be people who need rest. What did he say? The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. What do we do with the world that just seems like it's crowding us out or really crowding us in, that everything seems to be pushing us in and, and we, we struggle with that? Well, what do we do? We remind ourselves and recharge ourselves with the beauty that God created in this world. What does he say? He makes us lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside still waters. There is beauty. We're able to recharge ourselves when we think about the incredible power that God has in his creativity and his creation, what he's given to us. The next week we talked about the struggle of all the choices we have to deal with. The, the times we go through uh, basically decision fatigue where it's another choice, another choice, another choice. How do we deal with that? Well, we deal with that by allowing God to be our guide and going to Him for guidance. He leads me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. We trust Him and we trust Him to lead us and we give Him our trust and we give him our, our, our fellowship and we decide that wherever he is led, we will go. The next week we talked about what is it like when we're going through dark times, when we're going through that valley of the shadow of death. What is it we do? Well, we trust God in the valleys. We trust God we were there. Why it says that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will do what? I will fear no evil for you are with me. He is what? He is certain. He is there. What do we do about conflict? 
conflict is real and we live in a world where there is conflict, what, what do we do with that? Well, we let God be my, be my defender, realize we be still. He is fighting for us. He says, your rod and staff, what they will comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Well, what do we do with uncertainty tonight? See, uncertainty comes, many of us, for, because of fear of the future. We have no idea what's coming, and, and because we don't know, we can make up a lot of stuff that could come. Many times our mind is a scary place. We think about all the things that can happen. And some of us live in the past. We, we, we look at our past and wish we could change that all the time. We play if only. If only I had done this. If only I had known that. If only I had gone to school here, if only I had not taken out these student loans, if only I had not been in a relationship with this person, if only I had, had not done this. We, we do that and realize that really doesn't do us a lot of good because we have to be pointed here forward, but we can spend a lot of time doing that. Can we gain some wisdom from that? Yes, but we can't live in the past. Or we play the game, what if? We skip over today and we, we look so far in the future, we allow the future to, to scare us, and there is great uncertainty ahead of us. How do we deal with that uncertainty? How do we deal with that? Again, what, what was said earlier? Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the, in the presence of, of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. One thing you do is you realize what God is doing for you now. This is all present tense. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. Not they were a comfort to me. They are a comfort to me now. Why would a shepherd use a, a rod and staff? See, they are something that has a very specific purpose. The staff, sort of the straight end of this rod, is what he uses to defend you. It's what a shepherd uses when, when something comes in to, to attack. It's something he can use to defeat any type of predator that comes in. What about the hook on the, the shepherd's rod? What is it they use that for? That's to keep us from running away at times. To go around and hook us as we're going the wrong direction and pull us back in. At times, it is, it is that that helps guide us back in the right direction. Realize He is protecting us. He is guiding us now. And not only that, He has prepared a table for us in the presence of our enemies, and He's done what? He anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows, present tense. He's aware of what God is doing for Him today. If you want to deal with the uncertainty tomorrow, Think about what God is doing for you right now. Think about what God is doing for you and how faithful He is being at the moment. I, I love Psalm 103, verse 2, where the psalmist says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His what? His benefits. What does that tell you to do? Count your blessings. I know we usually don't have that sermon until November. But it's important for us to count our blessings in March and in April and in May, and in June. To realize the way we deal with uncertainty is to realize the certainty that He has with us and realize that God does not barely bless us. He blesses us to a point it overflows. He anoints our head with oil. That is something you would do for a special guest in your home. 
You would show them that they were welcome. You, you have done this, and it is something that is not cheap. It is something you would do to show them that. He said, you've anointed us to the point our cup is overflowing. You have taken care of us today beyond what we could imagine. The way we can be certain in tomorrow is to be certain in what God is doing for us today. So what do we do about the uncertainty we will deal with tomorrow? The uncertainty we could get with a phone call letting us know something bad has happened, the, 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 the different things that can happen. How do we deal with that uncertainty? The psalmist says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Do you see the certainty in that verse? There is certainty there when I look, and he says, And surely, that is a word of confidence. That is the word of certainty. In other words, God, since you are someone who prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you've anointed my head with oil, you have blessed me so much, my cup overflows, surely, with confidence, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Goodness and mercy. Why? Because you gave me goodness and mercy yesterday. And so what will you give me tomorrow? Goodness and mercy. They will follow me all the, the days of, of, of my life. And, and many of you may have heard the, the illustration. It's a beautiful illustration. The guy said there's the two sheep dogs that follow you everywhere. Goodness and mercy. They're always there. I think it's a neat thought. D.L. Moody was a famous denominational preacher and he had a lady that would come to him for help, and the lady who came suffered with delusions. And she believed that she was being followed by two men, and he was trying to figure out how to help her to not be scared. She said, when I got on the trolley today, they got on the trolley. When I got off the trolley, they got off the trolley. When I came here, they came here. He said, do you know who they are? She said, no. She said, that's goodness and mercy. She said, I've always wondered what their names were. And he said he saw her face completely change to know that two things that, that were following her were for good. An incredible thought to know that God is giving us goodness and mercy and they shall follow us. The goodness at the table, the mercy at the table continue to follow us. Well, th that goodness is the goodness of God. That is His kindness. That is His generosity. Those are those things. But when you see that mercy there, what does it mean? It means steadfast love. We read about in Psalm 136. That is a love that doesn't stop. It is a love that perseveres, a love that will not quit. We think about unconditional love. It is a love that will not quit. He says, surely goodness and mercy will, will do what? They will follow me. Those are words of certainty. Now, he didn't talk about what's going to happen tomorrow. There may be a lot of things happen, but he knows for sure that God's goodness and God's mercy will follow him. Guess what? They will follow you and I also. I like what one writer said. They said, there will never be a day which the goodness and mercy of the Lord will not be immediately nearby. When I think about God's mercy and His goodness following me, I can be certain in uncertain times. And I love, surely goodness and mercy will follow who? Will follow me. 
That's personal. That's personal. You can tell by the way the writer wrote this psalm. He's saying, this is personal to me. Goodness and mercy will follow me. That's how I can be certain to know that they will follow me personal. And you know what? And I, personal, will dwell where? In the house of the Lord. Is that where you want to dwell? And how long do you want to stay? It's an incredible thought to be able to stay there. My in-laws are staying with us, and people ask them all the time, how long are they staying? As long as they want to. My my mother-in-law loves changing diapers. Loves it. If I even hint like I'm going, she snatches the baby and goes and does it. It's awesome. <laughs> but see, they have a, another grandbaby that's in Poland that's just a few months old, and they're coming from Poland uh, to, to visit in April, so they'll be going back then. Can you imagine having the hospitality of the Lord and the Lord saying, hey, you can come visit at our house and when do you have to leave? Never. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. See, in John chapter 14, he talks about this house just a little bit. He, he begins by saying, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. You believe also in me. In my Father's house are, are, are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I've gone to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also where in my Father's house. A place where Jesus is gone to prepare a place for us. For how long? Forever. That's a pretty good thing to be certain about. That I have a home. That I have a place where I will be welcome, a place where I will not be thrown out of, a place that I don't have to have enough money to get into, a place where my needs will be met, a place where the greatest hospitality will ever take place. That will be our home forever. We can be certain. Well, who would want to take that away? Well, there's a thief we read about in John chapter 10. Where it said the thief does what? Comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. And, and, and I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. See, the shepherd metaphor isn't just an Old Testament metaphor. It carries over. Jesus uses that to, to let you know when he says, I am that good shepherd. Yes, there is one who wants to kill you, but guess what? I'm willing to die for you. He's not finished. He said, he who is a hired hand is not a shepherd. Who does not own the sheep, it sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. That's not Jesus. That's not him. He said, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as my father knows me. Guess what? And I know the father, I will lay my life down for the sheep. And he said, I, I want you to see this. This is how personal it is. He said, you know, there's a relationship between my, my sheep and I. He said, the sheep do what? They hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. 
I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will ever snatch them out of my hand. My Father who's given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them where? Out of the Father's hand and I and the Father are one. Talking about a confident verse. How awesome is that? Hey, nobody can take you away from me. I'm willing to die for you and guess what? I'm the good shepherd. You're in my hand and nobody can take you away. The house of the Lord for ever you can be certain there are times that are very uncertain but you can be certain in him as one person says do not let what you are uncertain about keep you from believing and acting on what you are certain about is Jesus the good shepherd Yes, he is. Be certain about that. Know that. Know that and, and trust in that. Trust that he has promised that, that he will be with you as you are serving him. And we read the Great Commission and we talk about that beautiful part that we're to go out and to teach them all that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. He's saying, well, I'm with you. You can be certain about that. You can also be certain what? No matter what goes on in your life, Romans 8, 28 says, and we know, not we guess, not what we think, but we know that for, all, for those who love the Lord, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. He says, we can know that. And 1 John 5, 13 says what? I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know you have eternal life. Can I ask you a question? When does eternal life start? See, I'm afraid that some of us believe eternal life doesn't start to after we die. Once a soul is created, it will never go out of existence. Your soul is already living eternally. Where will it spend its eternity? In the house of the Lord forever? Or with Satan? That's the, that's the big decision. See, we're not saved when we die. We're saved now. We have an abundant life now. We have something we're blessed with now that carries over. Heaven is for people who are saved now. It's not about being saved then. When we are offered salvation, it is from a pointless life here on earth. It is for a life that, that is beautiful, a life that, it, that, that has purpose here on earth, and we are saved to a life where we will spend after this and eternity in the house of the Lord forever. How do we deal with uncertainty? We trust God and we have confidence in His promises. That He is with us, that He is working in our life, that He has prepared a place for us. We trust in that. Tonight, uh, I want you to think about a couple things. As we've gone through this 23rd song, we've learned that we have a shepherd that wants to have a relationship with us. The Lord is my shepherd personal he's given us relationship not only that he's given us supply he said I'm going to give you what you need not only that I'm going to make sure I'm going to give you rest I'm going to make you lie down I'm going to give you refreshment I'm going to give you healing not only that I'm going to give you guidance and purpose if you follow me I'm going to lead you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake he said I, I will do what I will give you protection and not only that, I'll, I'll bless you. 
Tonight, do you have peace because of that? Are you at peace? See, I started tonight with a picture of Ezekiel, and he is out. He is at peace. You know why? Because I got him after his mama fed him. You know, his, his grandmother likes to say he has an empty spot. Once the empty spot is full, he is out. That's how it works. And here's a picture of him being at peace, and he is sleeping away. I'm going to be real uh, 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 well vulnerable with you. Here's the full picture. See, his daddy's tired. That's what happened when Mama gets loose with the camera right there. This dad gets tired. Can I tell you, our Heavenly Father does not. He does not sleep. He is always with you. He is always protecting you. And guess what? He wants you to be his. Tonight, will you make him your shepherd? Tonight's the most perfect night to do that ever, to make him your shepherd. I want to finish the same way we started. I want us to go through this again and quote it together. Because if he's not, as you read this, I want you to say, yes, that's what I want. I, I, I want him to be my shepherd. I want someone I can trust in. I want someone that is certain, that I can be certain with. And, and I may not know what tomorrow holds, but I can know who holds tomorrow. And I can know that it is my Savior, my shepherd. Let's read this again together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Tonight, are you certain that you'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever? If you're not, let's, let's, let's make that certain tonight. Let's give your life to, to Christ. Let's choose tonight to, to become one of his sheep, to be baptized for mission of your sins. You see the blessings that he, he will bestow on you. You see the life that you will have. You see the eternity that he has promised you. Tonight is the night to make that decision. Or tonight you may just need us to pray for you, and we would love to do that. If we can help you in your walk with God, would you come now while we stand and while we sing?